What is up, GCF fam? It's your boy, Sean, here. little late with the podcast, but we are back for week eight. It is another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. New day, same grind. My boy, Mikey Rock, is joining me as usual. Mikey, what the oh, fuck Oh, you know, everything's good, fucking bro. good in uh, my world, Sean. I'm doing great, man. Uh Week seven was fucking insane. Um, I loved it. Um, I'm more excited though for Crazy. week eight. That's what it's all about, baby. We're, we move on. New day, same grind. That's the new slogan of the podcast. I made it up all Clever. on my own. Thank you very much. Um, coming to you live from a new uh, podcast recording software. If you guys have been listening over the past couple of weeks, you saw we were struggling a little bit with some of the stuff we were using, but we got a new program, should be sounding good, um, no issues or anything like that. Before we get going, I want to give a couple shout outs to some of our um, best followers over the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, just want to shout out our guy, Jake E., the legend, the Jake OG, e. um, our guy, Jared. Our guy, Jared, who's always out there fucking hitting us up, uh, looking out for us. That's our guy. And our new um, parlay writer, gambling writer, Dylan Sparks. You guys can catch his parlay articles every Friday. Spark it up, baby. You can catch his parlay articles every Friday with us. Um, And yeah, I just want to shout those guys out real quick. And if you know the GCF podcast, you know how we start off every goddamn podcast. Yeah, let's get the energy going a little bit today. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I'm going to get the energy going by doing our favorite fucking segment, your favorite fucking segment. Put some respect on his name. Here we go. Tom Brady. That's right. Tampa Bay is on fire. You know, large parts of their defense, Dang. but also give some props to the potential MVP, Tom Brady, who's leading the offense. The 43-year-old is baffling my mind, Sean. And it's just because how much this guy's fucking airing the ball out and he's successful with it. This, you know, this last game he threw the ball 45 times, 33 completions, 369 yards, and five fucking touchdowns, bro. You know, who the fuck does Tom Brady think he is? I can't have a catch on my son for five minutes, and this guy's 43 years old, making me look like a piece of shit. I guess I'm a piece of shit. But, you know, Brady's what? thrown one interception in the last five games, and folks, he has a fantastic schedule the rest of the season. Put some respect on my grandpa's name. Here we go. Devontae Adams. This guy's from another fucking planet. He totally dominated the Texans, which he, you know, we figured would happen. And it was just insane how he did it. He ran all different types of routes and it resulted in a career high 196 yards. 13 catches, two of those for scores. Um, yeah, that'll get you some goddamn respect on your name. Here we go. Tyler Lockett. Listen, I told you before this season, Leap Lock it up. I told you before the season who the number one wideout was for the Seahawks. Oh, but DK Metcalf can run 23.96 miles per hour and chase down a guy in te- fuck that, bro. Fantasy football, Tyler Lockett does it better. You hear that? That's a knee slap. Does it better. Lockett was absurd. I know. Go easy. Yeah, it hurts. That, easy ah, shit, let me get the ice. Right. 20 targets, 15 catches, surpassed oh. 200 yards, and three fucking touchdowns. Fuck out of here. Tyler Lockett crushed DK. Top wide out controversy. It's over. 
throw it over his shoulder, um, put some respect on his name. Yeah. So here we go. Number four, Kenny fucking G. Yeah, that's right. I said fuck. Big Whoop want to fight about it. Lions without Kenny G this year, 0 okay. 2. Since Kenny G returned, the Lions are a three and one. So yeah, he's kind of important to the success of their team. They were ranked 25th in pass in the first two weeks. Um, and they've been one of the best passing units since his return. Each week, Galladay's numbers have improved, and this past week he posted the best receiving grade of targets more than 10 yards down the field, grabbing five of five targets for over 100 yards. Put some respect on Kenneth's birth name. And here we go. Sean, sound the fucking alarm for me, please. That was actually mad. You've been working on (laughs) Repeat offender alert. AK, how dare me wait so long to put you back on the list? Brett, what up? AK said, no MT, no Emmanuel Sanders, no motherfucking problem. Pass the rock to AK all day. Eight catches he had. He's fucking insane. 150 total yards. Led the Saints to a victory. Some of you assholes told me out there, pass a key dra- uh, pass on AK draft day amidst all those trade rumors. Look at him now. Fresher than a motherfucker. I told y'all to put some goddamn respect on AK's fucking name, the number one running back in fantasy football. That was a lot of fucks in there, huh? Yeah, well. A lot of fucks. Put respect on their name. But you know? that's okay. No fucks given. We curse, we curse on this podcast, just so everybody knows. In case you didn't know, we're we're regular guys with terrible. That's mouths. it. I Is mean, I can, it? I can go on and on if you want, but I'm sure that people heard enough. I mean, you're missing you're missing the true respect of week seven. Uh, that's that's my guy, Deontay, oh, Deontay Johnson, yeah, the guy who's hurt again. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. He's <laughs> two two touchdowns, two touchdowns on his way to getting hurt again. Listen. For every ying, there needs to be a yang, and we gotta go with take some fucking respect take off, off their name. And I'm start I'm starting off with speaking of the Steelers, Mike's boy, Chase Claypool. One catch for negative two yards last week. Deontay stole the the show. Juju still sucks. Claypool. I, I think we all got to take it down a notch with him, man. It was there are way too many comparisons with uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. If you guys have been playing fantasy for a while, you remember the legend. Everybody just needs to take a breath on Claypool, all right? At full strength with the Steelers, this guy's good. I'm thinking more of a flex play than a wide receiver one. Next up, we got the legend, uh, Mike uh, Evans, Mike Zombie Evans. We killed him back in week it. one. But last week, two for 37. The week before that, one for 10. He should have been on the list last week. But you know what? We let him slide. This is a guy, I'm telling you, Mike, you got to trade him if you have him. AB's coming back. I know Godwin got hurt the other day. I know Scotty Miller show. He's always banged up. We got Antonio Brown coming back into town. He's a better, more skilled version of Mike Evans. I just want to get rid of Evans if I'm the owner of him. I'm not really trying to deal with that shit at all. Next up, we got Mike Williams, one of the biggest fantasy disappointments in the longest time, the seventh pick out of Clemson, this guy was going to be the guy. He's got uh, Mike's boy Sherbert now. Um, you know he's he's got the he's got everything he needs, and he pulls in one catch for four yards. He he's the most annoying fantasy player. I'm fading him absolutely everywhere I go. I'm not trying to deal with this shit at all with him. Like don't don't even bother. Don't even bother. Next up, we got Josh Your Jacobs. Boy, Josh. Ten carries for. 
17 yards. <laughs> My guy sucks. He doesn't suck, but the thing is he can't be trusted against tough defensive lines. If you go back, look at his numbers. Anytime the Raiders go up against a strong defensive line, he just cannot get loose against it. So keep that in mind. I wouldn't trade him, but I would, you know, just really consider that that you really can't trust. You can't lean on him like you thought you could after week one. Um, and finally, last but not least, we got to take all the respect off of Odell oh, Beckham Jr.'s ACL because he tore it. He, yeah, I know. Break out the tiny violins for OBJ because he tore it. Ironically, chasing down uh, interception from your boy MVP. Baker Mayfield um, on the second play of the game, and then Baker goes on to throw four touchdowns and win the last game. Do you see that stupid ass video of him dancing in the fucking Dude, he's the man, bro. locker Come room? Mike? Don't you know this by now? Baker's the man. Dude, it's, it says said it's Baker so Mayfield. Bad. This is gonna get. This is going to get really, really bad in Cleveland. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, what, what do we got to say? What's the right thing to say, Mike, that everybody says? Oh, hopefully he gets back soon, OBJ. Hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. He's back for next year. I mean, nobody on this side give, – give prayers up. Prayers up for OBJ. Nobody on this side really gives a shit about OBJ. He really let a lot of uh, fantasy players down, especially me. Because I was pushing everybody and their mother to take him in the second fucking round, and look what fucking happened to the guy. So, OBJ, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Now, Mike, what do we got? What are we looking forward to next with uh, week eight? Yeah, so uh, one of the major things to me that um, that happened, and we knew it was going to happen eventually, you know, was uh, the rise of Chase Edmonds. That's what uh, I'm really excited about now, um, because we all know what happened. Um, Kenyon Drake got hurt. And the inevitable happened or is going to happen. Chase Edmonds is going to be the starter for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, so he's he's going to become Thank the Lord. starter uh, due to Drake's injury. And, um, you know, the third year back, he's ready to take on a larger workload. And those of you who stashed him, had him on your bench, um, you know the fucking deal. Uh, last year, Edmonds, you know, gave us a glimpse of um, – you know what he could do in week seven against the Giants. Uh, the G Men, he was given 27 carries, 126 yards on uh, three touchdowns. So he fucking crushed them. Everyone was all hyped up because, you know, all these people were, you know, excited about Edmonds last year. And, um, you know, with the rise came a huge fall the following week when he was injured. And that's when Kenyon Drake stepped in and, you know, you know, the rest of the deal uh, after that, his second half of the season. So, you know, Drake, he's looked like a dud all season, minus against the Cowboys game. Um, yeah, and even I Big probably, bust. you know, as obese as I am, could probably rush for 100 yards against the Cowboys. So the the question is, is like, is Chase Edmonds going to seize the moment? And um, so, yeah, obviously. But, yes. like, with the Cardinals, the Cardinals are on a bye week eight. And, but the following games after that are against mm-hmm. the Dolphins, against the Bills, and against the Seahawks. And, you know, has me licking my chops, bro. I'm fucking pumped. And you guys should be fucking pumped too. Um, these games, uh, Emmons is going to fucking slice and dice, you know, these run defenses. Um, and, you know, he's officially oh, yeah. going to put his name on the top back of the depth chart. Um, you know, once Drake comes back, it's going to be interesting Interesting to see the situation. I think it's going to be the Chase Edmonds show. I think Kenyon Drake's still going to get on the field, possibly in like third down situations or just to give the starter Chase Edmonds um, a rest. But um, 
Uh, he was That's absolutely, is, yeah. you know, if he wasn't on your roster, I hope, you know, with the waiver wire passing, you guys uh, made it a priority to um, to to grab him. He, you know, he gives low end running back one, I feel, the rest of the season, which is huge. Um, and I know you love Chase Edmonds. How are you feeling about this whole Chase Edmonds situation moving forward? I like him a lot. I mean, I'll take this opportunity to formally bury Kenyon Drake. It's over, very much over for him. Um, Big, big fucking bust. Uh, And we kind of called it from the beginning. I think in our round one or round two draft, when I think you drafted Kenyon Drake in our podcast, but we both said um, that if there's going to be a bust in the second round, it's going to be Drake. So he's done. He's going to be out for a few weeks. It doesn't matter. He's he's not a guy. I mean, he still has value because if Edmonds gets hurt or, you know, just we're not inside the Arizona facility, so we don't know for sure what's going on. But just reading the tea leaves, it looks like Edmonds taking over that job. Drake still has value as maybe a flex play, like Mike said, maybe coming on third downs, maybe catch a little extra like straggler but this, TD. But here, this is here and this there. is Chase Edmonds' but, I mean, team, Drake though, right? Was, moving forward, one thousand percent. I mean, Drake wasn't even in the game plan a lot when he was healthy, you know what I'm saying? He got loose versus the Cowboys um, and Edmonds kind of was faded a little bit there, but I mean, Edmonds is going to take this job. I'm not concerned about it. I like him a lot. I definitely think he's like fringe RB one moving forward. Um, That playoff schedule. I'm obsessed with playoff schedules guys. um, If you haven't noticed by now, Um, you know, he faces the Rams, which is tough in week 13, the giants who they're surprising. They're middle of the road. Um, in week 14 and then what should be the Super Bowl in everybody's leagues on week 15. Week 16, you mean. Um, Super Bowl. Or no, excuse me, week 16. Okay, yeah, I got it. My bad. So week 14, they play the Giants. Week 15, they play Philly. And week 16, which was what has to be the Super Bowl for everybody. And if it's not, you yeah. guys should just, you know, go blow your brains out right now. Um, it's uh, against the Niners, who's the – toughest against the rush right now. Um, so I, I love Edmonds moving forward. I definitely would try to add him, but don't add him. Like you think you're adding a guy like a Alvin Kamara or a CMC or anything like that. Cause I don't think he's not the answer for your team, but he's going to be a great piece moving forward. I mean, I wouldn't add him like I'm adding a guy like, um, you know, Zeke that's out there because a lot of people are shopping him. Um, how do you feel about, I mean, I'm a little worried about him, quite honestly. Um, and you know, obviously with Dak going down, um, that took a big hit. You know, we expected a little better from a little better from Andy Dalton, what we saw and then he got hurt. And, uh, then we had my, um, you know, I'm going to get into the Cowboys a little bit later. Um, (laughs) I actually, that's my next uh, topic. I don't know if you want me to just go into that right now while while we're speaking. I mean, you just want to. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get it. Because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into it right now. Yeah, if I'm going to. Yeah, we're going to touch on Zeke. Um, I was going to speak on the Cowboys, the Cowboys as a whole. So let's just, let's just get to that right now because this is a big deal. And, uh. Yeah, I talked a few weeks ago about, you know, life after Dak, and I felt that, like, Andy Dalton was possibly the league's top backup, as most people probably felt. Um, and we knew life would be a little different. 
but um, yeah. you know, all the Cowboys fantasy value would change slightly. And I'm just, I- I'm here to tell you now, it's clearly panic mode in uh, Jerryland. It's really bad. And um, even before like Dalton's be. concussion, things were looking bad. And now week eight, we might have to see my fucking uh, Italian cousin Benny uh, Danucci. You know, nice. Gabagool, who Benny sounds Gabagool. like my fucking um, the guy Benny who cooks Gabagool. pizza for me down the road. But what you know, what does it mean now for uh, uh, Benny? Um, you know, for the Cowboys and fantasy moving forward. Fuck Benny, just all you other Cowboys that have been you know relevant in fantasy moving forward. So in Week Eight, we have you know no Dalton yeah. against the Eagles, right? Uh, you got Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott, who are only—they're like the only start guys to me. You know, Zeke's facing a you know a tough run defense, but he's going to drop to running back two status, which is something like you know when you talk about Ezekiel Elliott, like it's just crazy to think like he's a—you're talking about him yeah. as a running back too. And Cooper, to me, this week is like a flex play at best. Um, you know, against the Eagles secondary, usually you know you're you're kind of you know want your receivers in and fantasy for that, but due to the quarterback situation, it's kind of, you know, depressing. And now it's crazy. CD lamb is, um, you know, he's basically done. I feel like in fantasy, uh, yeah, yeah, because of the yeah, quarterback situation. It's just like, man, with the rise, he fucking came the fall so quick. And it's not even his fault. Uh, you know, Schultz, um, to talk about uh, Dalton Schultz fantasy value, just fucking dump him to me. And Gallup, RIP, you know, rest in peace. We just buried him six feet under, you know. So this is this is scary times if you have anyone in Dallas to me. Uh, the other issue too, and this is, you know, when we were speaking about Ezekiel Elliott, is the Cowboys offensive line. They've had like several injuries uh, to big name starters. They're fucking shuffling guys around um, like it's normal to do. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I'm very... I'm very nervous. They they need Andy Dalton to come back. Um, well, they number one, they need these offensive linemen to come back. They were they were not doing Andy Dalton any favors last game. I don't know if you saw, but he was get, he constantly constantly getting pressure up the middle. Oh yeah, um, he got killed. Yeah, he got killed. He got cons- he got killed. Cussed. and you know, uh, Benny Dada, uh, Buffangul, Bishadil, whatever you call him, he's gonna you know he's feared for his life, and he's gonna fear for his life on Sunday against the um the Eagles. So you know, real quick, um, I want to wrap it up. I want to hear what you have to say. But looking down the stretch for the rest of the season, the Cowboys have some tough defenses too. They got the Eagles twice. They got you know Thank I know you. you're a big playoff you know schedule rest of the season um type of guy. You know Steelers, Redskins, Ravens, 49ers. Um, so Zeke, he's he's still a running back one to me. Um, but he's, but he's not even close mm-hmm. to the value that we expected when we drafted him. Cooper, I'm saying remaining the remainder of the season is a wide receiver to flex play at best. And that's only if Andy Dalton's there. CD lamb is a flex play at best for the rest of the season. To me, um, he's going to ride your bench unless he's a, uh, unless he has a good matchup. And I already told you about the other guys. Moral of the story. It's, it's panic mode. If you own anybody on the Cowboys. Yeah, man, that's why I didn't want to really wait because I know a lot of people are tuning into this to listen to what we have to say about the Cowboys this week, especially because the problem is here. It's 
it's not even as much the quarterback play to me, which obviously it is. You have the we're on the third string quarterback in Dallas right now. That's going to kill all the wide receivers. But for me, the real story here is the yeah. offensive line and how decimated it is with injuries. And I blogged it um, on GrandCentralFantasy.com. Let's talk about Zeke. It was basically trying to be optimistic. Hey, hang on to Zeke. If you're going to trade him, don't give him away for anything. But the more since I wrote that, the more I've been thinking about it, the more stuff I've been reading out of Dallas. This is just such a dumpster fire. And I would try to unload Zeke as soon as possible, honestly, for a lot of the reasons Mike just detailed, but especially the schedule. Now, again, let me reiterate, this is not a guy you want to give away. If, if we see trades like Ezekiel Elliott for like Hayden Hurst and Deshaun Watson, like I'm going to block you on the Twitter, okay? Like you, you want to get some solid value back for Zeke, but this is not a, this is not a move that you want to make without really thinking it through because like Mike said, he still has RB one value. I mean, this guy has talent. He doesn't necessarily well, he has talented, need the line. And also if you, know you look I mean? at his numbers, he's, he's catching the ball at like a high rate this year too. So I feel like he has some that. He is. Yeah. He had like yeah eight catches he's on pace. He's on pace. I believe ago. to break Crazy. his um, previous um, high for the season, but he, he still has value. Don't just give him away. Like this guy is one of the most talented backs in the league. Like we're telling you, he's still like, he, he's more likely like a running back, high end running back two, low end running back one uh, for the rest of the year. And yeah. that's insane to say with, um, you know, with no offensive line and everything. I, I do, I do want to say though, I do, I, I think the offensive line is going to start to get healthy a little on down the stretch. But like I said, that schedule, the mix of the schedule and no Dak there to take some of the pressure off the running game scary. That's what it is. And the schedule is an end-all, be-all. It's all about the offensive line. I mean, there's guys with great matchups that shit the bed. You know, it's just the playoff schedule has always been kind of the secret sauce to me in fantasy football, but fantasy basketball as well, baseball, all that stuff. It's like if you get the good matchups, you get the players. I remember I played uh, Mike in a fantasy championship a couple of years ago. And he had Devonte Adams, Deandre Hopkins and another wide receiver. Like his team was stacked. He was in the final and Adams went off and Hopkins was playing the jets. And I was looking at it. And I'm like, I'm going to get killed. And I think Hopkins had like, you know, he had like two catches or something. So it's not an exact science, but it's something you want to look forward to when you're making trades. And especially when we're talking about Zeke, um, if you're a player that wants to acquire Zeke, capitalize the fuck yep. out of the panic. Like Mike yep. said, it's panic time in Dallas. You have a lot of fantasy players that have Zeke on their team that, you know, they they drafted this guy second, third, fourth pick, and they they don't know what to do. They want to get some value back, but they're afraid it's it's all downhill from here. Now is the week to buy Elliot because if he he goes on a fucking tear next week, if he some, somehow, um, you know, pulls, has a good game against Philly, that price is going to shoot right back up to where it should be. Um, Cause you got a lot of owners right now giving Zeke away for pennies on the dollar. Um, and you know, that's basically it. And then also Mike with the other Dallas wide receivers, you're keeping, um, you're keeping Cooper or are you trying to trade him oh, too? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, 
it, it depends. Like Andy Dalton's going to come back. Um, I, I really feel like Andy Dalton isn't the yeah. worst quarterback to have in the world. I, a lot of it, like we said, what is on the offensive line too. There was a lot of pressure, and a lot of these teams that he's facing have really good pass rushers too. Um, you got to alter expectations for Amari Cooper. I mean, it doesn't hurt to go out there and try to see what his trade value is. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna be happy with anything like you know you you could get back in return when you're talking to other owners, but I don't know. It, it yeah. probably, it's going to be hard to trade Amari Cooper in the situation he's in right now. Um, it doesn't hurt to try it. Um, if me personally, I'm going to try to dish CD lamb as soon as possible. If some of these guys are, some of these guys, yeah, you know, in your leagues hard, are pretty stupid. I play with some idiots in my leagues, some morons, and they'll look at his numbers oh, yeah. and not even realize what's going on. I would definitely, definitely, definitely try to ship out CD lamb, but that's, that's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, especially after zero yeah, points yeah, last yeah. week. That's true. Dalton is in today is Wednesday the twenty eighth. Dalton did not practice yeah. um, today, and um, there he's in the concussion protocol. It's not looking good, uh, but just to be clear, it's not Benny Gabagool. Danucci, ben oh, my, my bad. That's my cousin. I can say whatever I want about him. And uh, by the way, too, this is kind of this is so interesting to me. Um, like the Cowboys are still in the playoff race, so they're going to be, you know, busting their ass and trying to do it. You know, they, they're crazy, still going to go man. out there and try to win games as shitty and terrible as they've been in and how unfortunate they've been with uh, injuries. They're still in the playoff race. So, I mean, at least, you know, trying to think of some positives for they're Dallas fantasy owners right now. Like, it's not like they're fucked up. Yeah, well, fuck Dallas. I fuck agree, Dallas. but. I mean, my thing is it's so it's all about the running backs and like everybody's really tuned in. We got a lot of questions about Zeke. That's why I blogged it. And it's all about running backs and fantasy. It's such like a scarce commodity. And that brings me to the Tampa Bay backfield. Now, Mike, this is the this is one of the bigger bigger head scratchers that we got in the league right now, honestly. So Fournette last week, eleven carries for fifty yards. He's back. He missed two weeks. Eleven carries for fifty yards. Six catches for 47 yards. So we're seeing the Fournette that we're used to. We're seeing the Fournette that people drafted in the second and third round this year, you know. Then we got Ronald Jones, who took the lead role when Fournette was out. Looked absolutely great. He was a must-start for me last week. And he had 13 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown, which saved his – day because if he didn't have the touchdown i mean even then i mean what what did you put up it depends on the he, he had one catch so he probably put up nine ten points depending on your uh league scoring system i just don't really know what to make of this backfield situation right now they play the giants this week which as we know kind of has a middle of the road defense i mean they're not going to let you run all over them but they can get got for big plays mike who's the guy to own long term here are we talking i mean my gut says Fournette, but i i just don't know what's going on in tampa yeah you, you know what it's it? crazy i want to say ronald jones but i'm in the same boat as you my gut says leonard Fournette, and listen like bruce arians he's not a fool like he knows what leonard for he kn- you hear me hello oh sorry 
I muted, yeah, I got I muted you. myself good. for a second. Sorry, yep. guys. New uh, podcast we're using. So I w- I'm tampering with some things right now. I apologize. <laughs> it's the new. Hey, here's yeah, a little yeah, tip. Stop sorry, touching shit. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I- I'm thinking. You know, Bruce Arians isn't an idiot. He see he knows Leonard Fournette. We all know Leonard Fournette. We've seen you know how dominant this guy could be in Jacksonville. And especially, like, let's not forget last year, too, what he brought to the table as a pass catcher. He had like 90 catches, something insane last year, like that we never thought Indeed. we would see from Fournette. So, and also, like, when you think about Ronald Jones, like before this year, he was like one of those guys that, like, you would like add him to your team and, you know, you didn't think anything special of him because. I don't know. Buccaneers are always a mess, but the, a lot of this has to do with the Buccaneers offensive line, um, which is great. They did a phenomenal job yeah. um, adding these players, drafting guys. A big They're part good. of that was to protect uh, Tom Brady and stuff, but they done a, a you know, fantastic job with the whole offense over there. But um, back to the running back situation. I, re- I, I really, I have a gut feeling, man, this is for Nets team moving forward. And I think, um, now you got to buy a low right now on Leonard Fournette. Like he obviously had a pretty good week. Um, he didn't have you know all the carries. And I think Ronald Jones. I don't know the exact exact snap count, but I think Ronald Jones was on the field a little longer. Um, Jones was on more, yeah. But they same- had um, thirteen carries for Jones and eleven for Fournette. So, but yes. Fournette got those six catches, yes, yeah. and Jones so, only got one. Um, I think that's definitely going to increase. Uh, the snap count for Nets favor. Um, and I think now, right now, this week, like today, you need to start trying to buy low and for a net while you can before it fucking skyrockets. See, I like Fournette, obviously. Like he's he was like one of my favorite fantasy players the past couple of years. Like I just like his game in general. I liked him at LSU. Yeah. I like him as a player. I think he's going to take over, but I wouldn't drop oh, no, Jones because no, no. we kind of saw we kind of saw what it's going to be. I mean, Fournette's going to be the lead dog, and then Jones is going to pick up the scraps. But I plug in those scraps into my flex, and I'm winning almost every week if he's finding, you know, if he's getting 13 carries, uh, you know, finds the end zone, gets me a solid 10 to 15 points out of my flex every week. I mean, that's what you dream about in the flex position, you know? So I, I obviously, I think Fournette is um, going to take charge, but it's all about really staying healthy with him. And see, that's the thing. We know what to expect when Fournette is healthy, but in another backfield in Buffalo, we really don't know what the hell's going on over there. It's a really big head scratcher. Mike had Devin Singletary as his must-start two weeks ago. He shit the bed. I had him as a must-start last week. He shit the bed. He went eight for 29, two catches for 18 yards last week. Um, and Zach Moss looks like the guy. He, But he only had seven carries for 47 yards, three catches for 25 yards. They got New England this week. We know – the New England defense, you know, it's not the defense of the past, but they still have some talent on there. You know, I don't I don't really know how to proceed with these guys. We've been getting a lot of questions on Moss, a lot of questions on Singletary. Mike, where are you at with Buffalo's running game and their offense in general right now? Because we're already seeing what we kind of predicted early on when their schedule was a cakewalk and everybody's crowning Josh Allen MVP. Oh my God, the bill see in the super bowl. And now they've lost a couple games and it's kind yeah, of, man, back I, to I'm, I'm so concerned if uh, I put any value into 
fucking Devin Singletary, uh, drafting him early on. Um, you know, a lot of people were hyping up uh, Moss before the you know draft started, and you know I wasn't too crazy. I wasn't on that bandwagon yet. I, I really thought Singletary, you know, still young. Last year was a rookie. Towards the second half of the year, he really started to come on, especially as a pass catcher. And we just haven't seen any of that, bro. Like, and it's really yeah. concerning. And Moss is starting to they're starting to ramp up Moss's uh you know snap count. And the production starting to show, and it really did last week. So I don't know, man. You're in trouble. Like, it, it, to me, it, just having Devin Singletary on the roster, it's like he—he's he, not even. He it, can't it's even get, he's it getting close. I could see in the near future, like within uh, as soon as like two weeks, that if I had Devin Devin Singletary on my roster, I could see him possibly cut for my team. Like that's how dangerous this situation is right now with um you know the other running back who it seems like they're starting to uh give more and more you know feed to he's had singletary's had one touchdown on the year he hasn't even got over 75 yards in seven games um you know he had he hit 50 receiving yards for his season high back in week three against the rams but this guy, I mean, he's just not – people drafted him to be, you know, a solid RB2, and you just can't – you just can't Yeah, I was count, reading something, you know? too, with Moss. Like, you know, uh, Moss was – he was out a couple games this year, right? Like two or three games or so? Uh, yeah. He was, so, yeah. He, yeah he um, but, you know, if you take away those games, I saw something. His snap count was like a little under 50% from the running backs. Um so they clearly like him, you know, um, and I would definitely try to roster him if you have room on your bench right now, Moss, because, you know, um, it, it's kind of hard to find talent at the running back position on the waiver wire this late in the season unless like an injury happens. So um, I don't know. That Buffalo mm-hmm. situation is, with the running back is kind of disgusting to me. I just hate – I don't like Buffalo at all, bro. I just hate speaking about the Bills in general. That- that's what it is. Even like Josh Allen is kind of like a trade to me. Like Diggs, all these guys, oh, man, man. They man, started they off burning. Hot. They were on fire, we and now it's like, dude, you 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 kick fucking six field goals against the Jets. You couldn't score a touchdown. I'm like, it's insane, man. Dude, that's what it is. I should I should have bet the fucking under. I'm still <laughs> regretting that. I mean, I think it was like 45. I was like, there's. I got scared off by Darnold starting. I don't know why. That was a stupid ass <laughs> move by me. Um. All right, that wraps up our – sorry oh, for the yeah. Buffalo Bills talk, guys. Sour but, I mean, we've been getting a lot of questions. Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions on our Twitter, at Grand Central Fan. You already know the fucking vibes. Go check in with us over there. Shout out our boy Rodolfo. Um, I'm answering Keep questions. Us, bro. I'm answering questions from him. He owns our DMs, but this is a good time to remind um, you guys to make sure to direct message us. A lot of the times things get lost in the shuffle. We have almost 3,000 followers now. We're literally one of the most active fantasy football accounts out there. Probably the most active, no exaggeration. We give answers to all of our followers. That's kind of like our trademark thing. But the bigger we get, the harder it's going to be. So make sure you direct message us just like our guy, Stephen Romero, who is DMing us for help as we speak. Uh, another starter sit question 
So Mike, that leads me into the fastest growing segment on the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast, the start or sit segment. You ready to go? Fournette against the Giants at New York Giants. I think we were just talking about him. Um, I'm starting him, absolutely. You know, we talked about him. Uh, He missed a bunch of games, but before that, you know, he was really healthy. He was getting some serious run there. Uh, Like you said, uh, he looked great first game back. Uh, 11 carries, 50 yards, six catches, which stuck to me. I told you guys about all uh, 90-something catches he had last year. It was insane. He came out of nowhere. Um, you know, Ronald Jones is going to have a big workload, but, um, you know, if not bigger this week, I still feel, but I'm still starting Fournette in the flex. Um, and you know, I, yeah. I, as well, like I said before, I just want to remind you guys, he's an interesting buy low target, uh, right now. I don't know how low it is, but, uh, you know, cause it's starting to creep up a little bit. So, you know, talk to whoever has Leonard Fournette in your league, see, you know, what, he, what's what you can uh, interest him with, but yeah, he's a star for me behind a great old line. He has great support around him. Uh, he's, he's a flex guy to me this week, Leonard Fournette. Low end RB one. Wow. I think the Buccaneers kicked the wow. jet I love out of the giants. I think he has a big game. I think he has a big game. I think the Buccaneers win big. I think they shit all over New York. Um, what else is new? Giants suck next up. And just so everybody knows, this is a reminder these are guys that aren't slam dunk type of players. These are guys that we're getting constant questions on. So hopefully you guys can listen to the pod, hear what we got to say about them. I mean, that this won't happen. This is my dream world. But this, these are guys we're already getting tons of questions on that are toss-ups, more like flex to low end, um, second or third position that they play. Next up, Mike, we got Josh Jacobs against Cleveland. Oh, your How boy, you Josh Jacobs? Him? No, Dude, I know. I That's love why Jake. I said I your still boy. It's your fucking boy. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give man. him a start this week. Uh, and yeah, I got up. But I love it. remember all that praise you were giving him week one? He he looks like shit now, man. Like We we were both. We, we no, were I both did like him. I liked, liked him before it, the season. Yeah. I don't like what I see now, though. I, I wasn't as high as you, but I did like him a lot. But this guy's fucking just pissing me off. He's averaged uh, 3.3 yards a carry since week one. Uh, and he had a favorable schedule earlier on. Um, but you still got to start him to me. Uh, and, you know, I- I'm not comfortable with him at all, as no one else should be, as your running back one. So if you draft, draft him as a running back one, my condolences. But I- as a running back two, I'll take him. Uh, he's, averaging just 80, he's averaging just over 80 total yards a game, which is ugly. But he's also bringing in three catches Yikes. a game. So he's slowly bringing that uh, appeal to his game. It's not great, but it's something. And he's averaging a touchdown a game. Luckily, you know, Carr's been playing pretty well. Uh, and he's going to put him in some goal line situations. And if Carr was playing like trash, um, you know, he probably wouldn't be that relevant. But regardless, I'm starting Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, he's got low-end running back to uh, uh, value to me. I like him this week. I mean, I don't. Because a lot of people are asking, 
should they even bother with starting him because he is put he is so boomer bust and now we're getting a crunch time man week eight fantasy playoffs only start in five weeks i mean this is the playoff push for a lot of teams but i'm starting him you know those two were pretty straightforward let's hop into some of the real hairy ones uh mike claypool uh against um baltimore they're in baltimore for this one you're gonna start you Ooh, jerry rice you said is that yeah, exactly. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Uh, this is son. a hard sit for me, Sean. Hard wow. sit. I'm sorry, all you Claypool yeah. owners out there. Uh, I'm sorry to the guy in our league that spent $100. That's right, $100 of his free agent, free agent acquisition budget, budget, which was higher budget. I don't even want to say the word that I think it is, but um, yeah, man. So. Th- <laughs> Get show, yeah, PG. So, yeah, the hardest thing to figure out is like uh, what wideout's going to go off for the Steelers. It seems like this year because we've seen four different guys lead them in fantasy points. But what's starting to come clear to me, Sean, yeah. is when is when your boy. Right, yeah. I know you know it's coming when your boy Deontay Johnson's oh, yeah. on the field. Claypool, Claypool's a non-factor. True. All right, and I, I don't know if it's a coincidence yep. or if it's intended, but like. Claypool's blowout game happened once um, Deontay Johnson left the game when he had the four touchdown game. Um, De- uh, Deontay Johnson got hurt. You know, he left, and then all of a sudden, Claypool turned into a Hall of Famer. So uh, until I see more out of Claypool, like meshed on the field with all the other, you know, I'll say talented wide receivers around him. He's like a matchup play to me each week. And you're going against the Ravens, one of the tougher defenses to me in the league. Um, this is a sit. Uh, I, I got to sit and I got to see more from Claypool, man. Like, uh, what? How do you feel about this? I don't think he's a slam dunk sit. I would oh, start him disappointed. if he was a flex play for me. If it's a wide, if he's a wide receiver too for you, you got bigger problems. I I think he's worth a. If you're in a league with two flex spots, I'd I'd give him one more shot. I think this yes, is a yeah. bad matchup though, um. So I'm not. Stuck. No, no, no. Yeah, no. That's that, I mean that's the reason why he's a sit for me because the you know the matchup I could see he's got flex appeal yeah. moving forward, but I mean I'm not against the Ravens. Yeah, but they, they- this week, I think he could get loose, but I wouldn't count on it. So overall, I'm sitting him, but don't, you know, don't be stupid. Don't sit him for like well, marking. We got to see um, you know your saying? boy Deontay like, Johnson. Uh, I don't think he practiced today, man. What's going on? Dude, he, I, he's a guy I think they're not going to, they don't yeah, care. Yeah, I, I read to too that. I don't think Sunday. he's, I don't think he's you practiced know, any Wednesdays, they said this year. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense, man. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, Deontay's the man, and it's it's by design that he shines, and uh, Claypool and Juju kind of fall back because he's better than them. He's the best wide receiver they have. Um, it's pretty clear by far. And going into wide receivers, we got our next starter set up. We got your boy Corey Davis. They're at home against Cincinnati. I love Davis this week, um, along with AJ Brown. Oh, How do you feel show. about him? I am sitting. I am sitting, Corey really? Davis, and I mean, wow, if you're in a 12 that? team league or or less, I'm not starting him. Uh, you know, he, uh, Davis finally looking like you know 
the wide out we all led him to believe early on, but that was before my guy AJ Brown, mm-hmm. you know, uh, got back. AJ Brown's back in town, and I just I don't think th- I don't think there's a world where yeah. like Corey Davis can bring that same success we saw earlier with like a dom- another dominant pass catcher on the team, like especially like AJ Brown. I think feel like this he's AJ Brown's the guy who's going to get targeted. Uh, the most he's going to see the most success. I mean, Corey Davis did have a lot of targets last week. He had ten, and he did have a touchdown. But like, he it felt like they were like just forcing him on the ball, and they like couldn't do anything special with it. I think he had like six catches on those targets for like thirty something yards. And I just like I love Ryan Tannehill. I love the Titans' offense. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry, but I love AJ Brown back. I'm I'm just. Uh, he's like borderline flex appeal to me, but once I did my rankings, I where I had him, I was like, I got to sit him this week. Yeah, I definitely get that rationale, but at the end of the day, I think him and AJ Brown can coexist. You hit the nail on, on the head yourself just now. I mean, they're forcing him the ball. I don't care if it doesn't look pretty. I mean, he's clearly part of the game plan. And if he can find the end zone and catch six balls out of 10 against that tough ass dealer secondary, I definitely think he could have a decent game versus um, the Bengals. I think he's a slam dunk flex play. I plugged him into a couple of my lineups this week. I have no, no problems at all with Corey Davis this week. Um, but that leads me to probably one of our more contentious starter sits. My guy, I'm the last man on earth that believes in my guy, Jarek McKinnon. He's the last man standing in San Francisco, but Tevin Coleman is supposed to come back. I think that's a little bit up in the air, but every all signs are important to him playing. They're at Seattle this week. Uh, Mike, we know McKinnon totally shit the bed, wasn't even really getting any of the carries um last week and got totally outshined what do you think about him this week are you starting mckinnon he's gonna they already said he's gonna be the well the, the guy starter. that you need to worry about more than anyone with mckinnon is uh jamichael hasty um but i'm starting him and i told first of all give credit when credit's due your boy mikey rock told you in the sit segment sit Jarek mckinnon's ass and i hope you did listen to your guy you're he right. knows a thing or two uh, but back to <laughs> week eight, he didn't, uh, uh, back to week seven, he didn't get much run, uh, last week. And from what it looks like, it was the coaches wanted to give him rest. And that's, you know, a lot of times you hear shit and it's, you know, they're just throwing out bullshit, but this is believable because, you know, all the injuries that McKinnon's suffered the last few years. And he's had a kind of, he's had a, you know, pretty heavy workload for a guy who's missed a lot of time in the past two years. So, um, you know, sure. that was pretty sure. believable to me. I understood that. Um, but, you know, with Wilson Hurt and every other running back, it seems like if, you know, whoever puts on a 49ers uniform is going to get hurt. I think McKinnon, you know, prov- provides like running back two value this week, maybe probably more low end against the Hawks, you know. And I know Hasty's scaring some people away from McKinnon, but I just think he's going to outproduce him. Uh, McKinnon's looked great on the field to me this year. And I'm very surprised, like, yeah how little McKinnon is going to talk, uh, talked about this week. I don't know if it's because of, you know, what happened last week with the one carry, the two carries or whatever, or if people are really on like this, uh, hasty fucking bandwagon, but I don't know. I, he's a star for me this week. Yeah, he's definitely a star for me. I love him this week and I love him moving forward. I think it's more because the last 
three weeks combined. And I mean, Moser came back and, uh, you know, who is the other runner? Jeff Wilson came back. Jeff Wilson had a huge game, yeah. but now he's out on the IR. I mean, in the past three weeks, Will uh, McKinnon only had, let me see here. Um, he totaled last three weeks, 17 yards, including last week when he had three carries for a negative one yard. So like you said, they did say they were resting him. He does have a lot of injuries. Um, I love McKinnon going forward. And uh, for our next guy, credit where credit is due, your sit last week who ended up having a great game, Boston Scott, going up against the Cowboys. Uh, what do you got for him You're this a piece week? Of shit. Like you but, said, uh, yeah, again? we're going we're gonna to start him this week. We're starting him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's – Let's get serious here. You know, not many people have my number. We all know this. I'm a fucking fantasy football legend, but I must say Boston Scott does have my number. Uh, So I get uh, whatever I tell you with Boston Scott, just do the opposite because this guy's been fucking killing me um, the last two years, like when his name pops up. But in all seriousness, we got, you know, we got to check on Miles Sanders status come Sunday. He's probably not playing. Um, right now, right now he's questionable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to me, it doesn't make sense to force him out there considering how close quote close they are in the division like you know you, you, you don't want to mess around with yeah. a running back with a knee situation um and also boston scott's playing the cowboys defense Definitely. it's a no-brainer you start him he's borderline a low-end running back one this week more more likely running back high-end running back two to me uh you're basically starting any starting running back against the cowboys too so he's a must he's a must start yeah, he's definitely a must-start, and it's basically because he's playing the Cowboys. I don't expect Sanders back for at least another two weeks. I think this is all just, you know, posturing by Philly. This is he's not coming back. Boston Scott, love him this week. And to be to be fair, he was doing okay last week, but then he scored that he, last. Yeah, he wasn't really doing really much, and fantasy. then he had that fucking touchdown and shit. And then no, I had some yeah. asshole screaming at me. I'm like, blow me, like. That's, oh, sorry, it, it bro. Happens. I got one it wrong. is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, man. I mean, we're literally over like ninety percent accurate with all this stuff, and we only hear what well, we do hear from. No, sir, let me like throw it out there real quick. Yo, shout like, out to all the people who've been uh, on Twitter telling us we helped them win this past week and stuff. There was a lot of people showing us love. I fucking love you guys. Um, fuck that one guy that was getting on top of me about Boston Scott. My bad, bro. Like set your own lineup. Then I don't know what to tell you, but shout out to all the guys that there's been, there was a lot of guys this past week, Sean, showing us love on Twitter. I love it. That's what it's all about, man. And I got a secret bonus uh, starter set for you, Mike. Uh, I I didn't go over this with you (laughs) in the, in the meetings beforehand. Uh, your boy Lamar against Pittsburgh. We're getting a lot well, of questions. You have on to Lamar start Ray. Lamar Jackson. Absolutely, you start Lamar Jackson. Obviously, I know, come on. Man, uh, Obviously, I don't know. Lamar or Tannehill. Lamar or Lamar Tannehill. I'm going Tannehill this week. I have Tannehill in my top. Yeah. Yeah, I have Tannehill in my top five, and uh, obviously, you know, he's got to throw the ball to someone, and it's obviously AJ Brown. We talked about, you know, is the guy, and I said Corey Davis is sit, but who I'm loving from that game, who's going to reemerge as uh, a great fantasy tight end again, who he was earlier on the season, is Jonu Smith. So get ready for that, boys and girls. All right. I like it. I like it. Lamar, the Lamar slander, the Lamar slander. Yeah, give me a break, dude. Uh, Okay, well, he's not going to throw 300 yards, but uh, he's going to get you fucking like 8 to 12 points uh, just from rushing alone. So, 
moral of the story, this is why you don't draft a quarterback oh early. Because when they don't pan out, your team sucks. We've been preaching that forever. Mike, when we finally do make the GCF shirts, we got to like put don't draft quarterback. Yeah, we got to we gotta figure something. out some good models. Gotta, for that. I mean, yeah. if they haven't listened to us now, Sean, they're never going to. So. Well, that's true. That's true. And that's their mistake. All right, bro. Bring us home with your okay, must yeah, start. Okay, so I'm going to hit you with my first must start. And uh, I'm a little nervous because I don't know if he's going to play, but fuck it if he plays. Uh, it's going to be great. So Jamison Crowder against the Chiefs. Okay, we got – we got yeah, we got Darnold Ooh, back yeah. healthy. Um, and Crowder, he's going to lean on him heavily. That's his favorite receiver. It's been clearly from uh, you know all the stats we've seen between the two this year. And uh, you know this may be hard to believe, um, Sean, and for all the people out there, I know like this is going to be very hard to comprehend, but the Jets are going to lose this Sunday, and it's going to be really bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, I know. Man. So I'm Fuck. sorry to burst your bubble, but did you see? I, this I saw it was like that? twenty and a half. I think it like went down to nineteen and a half or something. It's bouncing around nineteen and a half. Dude, that's, 20. that's really big. But like, look at Adam Gase's losses. They're all huge double digit losses. They're playing the you know pre- the Super Bowl defending champions. Whatever. Anyway, I don't want to slander the Jets too much because they make me feel a little suicidal. But yeah, this would- is. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, like it's going to be all time bad game. We know that. But, it, you know, it's going to result in them playing from behind, which is one of my favorite things for my fantasy wideouts, you know, in fantasy football. We love that. Hell so, yeah. uh, the, you know, the Chiefs have fared somewhat well against the pass this year. Uh, but I just have a good feeling that those two on the field together, um, it's going to be a great situation. Uh, he, you know, he didn't play last week. Uh, he didn't practice today. Um, but I think they're going to hold him out a little for practice. I think signs are trending that he's going to be on the field. And I really hope so. Cause he'll have a huge day. They think he's yeah, going to yeah. practice tomorrow. They think That's why I kept him on there, man. Cause so we'll I'm, lo- I'm loving Jay. I'm loving some Jamison Crowder, man. Like I'm thinking he has those huge fucking, you know, performances. I could see Darnold targeting him like 15 times. And, you know, Crowder's not talked to, talked about a lot of fantasy, which is uh, disappointing. But that's my first must start. Uh, you want me to keep going? I'll go with my next two guys. Yeah, so I got yeah, Brandon man, Ayuk, um against the Seahawks. So, yes, my man. God, we're getting a lot God, of questions about it. him. And I hope those people asking the questions are listening to this right now. So most points to wide receivers in fantasy this year, most catches against wideouts, most yards. Yes. Yet again, it's a must start against the Seahawks. It's just so easy and people just don't get it. Um, when you're facing the Seahawks. Like you're most likely there's going to be a, at least a, uh, one, probably two, maybe three wide receivers you're going to want to start. No Debo Samuel this week. So Ayuk's, uh, the rookie's going to step in and he's going to put up, he's going to put up big points for your squad. Uh, a lot of solid players on your roster have, you know, have tough, tough matchups. So subbing Ayuk, um, who's coming off his career best game last week, uh, ride him while he's hot. I think he's going to uh, provide wide receiver two numbers. Um, and by the way, before the waivers hit last night, when I was looking at the numbers, he was available in more of half of leagues. So if he, yeah, I, I hope you guys Crazy, put a waiver yeah. claim in for him. Um, uh, cause I, I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I know he's just starting to trend up, but for that game, I hope you guys got the waiver claim in for him and got him. And last but not least, Travis Fulgham versus the Cowboys. Now it's time to respect the fact that. It's time to respect the fact that Fulgham's the real deal. 
Uh, you know, we always hear about these one week wonders. And initially, myself too, I thought, you know, Fulgham fit that mold. But my guy's been fucking balling, and I got to um, give him credit. 10-plus targets in each of the last three weeks. It's going to happen again for a fourth week against none other than the Dallas Cowboys. So you already know the fucking deal. Fourth most fantasy points per game given up to wideouts. I'm starting Fulgham in all my formats. I'm feeling fucking great about it. I think I have him as like my 14th, 15th, 16th wide receiver. I forget the exact number. He's going to do great. And uh, I, I just want to right. throw out there, Fulgham's, this is pretty, I mean, this has nothing to do with fantasy, but I thought it was pretty cool and interesting. Fulgham's jersey was on their first page of the NFL shop jersey website, uh, which means he's like the top 20% yeah. of jersey sales. And this is only after he played like four games, bro. Oh, that, so I thought that was, I mean, fuck Philly, but I thought that was pretty cool. So those are my three fucking must starts. And um yeah, I did a little trend. It was all wide receivers there. I'm loving wideouts this week, man. There's a lot of great Dude, It's crazy. Every time – I really wish I could go back, like, at, at the beginning of every season. I need to, like – I need to go back and listen to this podcast, right? Because we always – we preview the – the players and the teams and you know we have michael thomas in the first round and like i was going hard with obj in the second round i just p- picked up fucking nelson oh, aguilar in one league and i'm starting him in the flex and i feel yep. great about it you know what i mean it's like you just draft running backs for the love of god there's no huge impact wide receivers really anymore and there there are some don't get me wrong but like if you really wanted to do the work and look at the waiver wire you could build a yep. great wide receiver core just from oh we talk about that all the time i feel like it's that's the easiest position to to crazy. tackle um during the season off the waiver wire mm-hmm it's crazy, man. And those were great must-starts. I love all of them. You guys can find my must-starts on Friday morning on GrandCentralFantasy.com for the must-start uh, blog of the week. We got all the positions, everything you need to know. Those hit around 80 to 85% of the time. I just did math the math wizard. on those this math morning wizard. over the past four weeks. Yeah, I mean, yes, I have a calculator. To, uh, math teachers told me I would never be walking Look around with now. a calculator in my pocket. Look at me now. Um but, uh, you know, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we're going to get this mixed up, put it up. You guys will probably be hearing this on Thursday morning, most likely. Mikey, we got um, anything else for the people? Maybe room? we touch real quick on uh, Antonio Brown situation because that's a hot, hot topic oh, yeah, on uh, Twitter and from all of our lovely followers on Grand Central Fantasy. Um, Love it. Mr. Big Yeah, Chess. I want to know Mr. how are you Big feeling Chess. about him uh, coming to the team. What What, what are your uh, expectations okay. for the great, crazy Antonio mentally ill Brown? He's back. Like what? he's going to be back. He's going to be great. Like wide receiver really? one. Like I'm really excited. I think he's going to be awesome. He's been working out. It's yeah. fucking Antonio Brown. Like we saw, he only played one game last year, but in that game, he scored a touchdown. He's been working out. He's been healthy. He's got his mind right. Sure, he's a little crazy. Name one genius that ain't crazy. Shout out Kanye. I don't think – I'm not going to go out and, you know, trade Devontae Adams for him, and he's not going to be like an elite wide receiver one right off the bat. But I'm thinking around playoff time, fantasy playoff time, 
Antonio Brown's going to be low end wide receiver one. It's going to be like a fantasy lot. I'm not as confident as you, and it's not. It's nothing against his talent. It's just like who he is, and like what we've seen the last couple years. Like, is he really gonna? Is he really gonna come to the box and settle down and be like, you know, uh, I I do it for the game of football. I love football, and also he let's not let's not lie. We have he has some very talented wide receivers on the on the team. You know, Mike Evans, obviously Chris Godwin's hurt, but he'll be back soon. Hopefully, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. But how he's going to handle that situation with other, you know, top-tier wide receivers on the team taking targets away from him? Uh, I'm not going out of my way for Antonio Brown. If if you, you know, got him on your team, it's obviously, you know, it's definitely worth the risk. Uh, I'm just worried about him because the guy's a fucking head case, bro. The talent is he, there. He but he's is a fucking for sure, but a lot of these guys are. And I really think he got his shit together, man. I mean, he's a head case for sure. A lot of the stuff with, you know, dealing with his the mother of his kids and well, he's got that situation, the and then the and trainer of, apparently he um it was two yes. sexual assault cases over his head. I get that. But I mean, it's it's Mister Whole Lot of Money, baby, Mister Big Chest, Antonio fucking Brown. I, these guys forget. They forget how good I he agree is, with you that. Know what I'm saying, I like, it, and I get it. I get it. He hasn't really played in a year, but I mean, he is a generational talent. And you're telling me he's going to Tampa Bay with uh, Tampa Brady, and you know he's surrounded by weapons around him. Like, I don't think he's going to step in. His suspension's up, so he's not eligible for this week. Have they hit their buy uh, yet? No, I, th- right? I think earlier on they did. We did. Yeah, yeah. They did okay. I'm gonna look, but that up I real I quick, just think, but, um, um, you know, at the end of the go ahead, go ahead. yo, oh no, I, no, I just think just that he's that. not he's a head case, um, yeah, I'm and I'm a little worried about that. Obviously, um, he's a very talented wideout, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little worried that people are forgetting how big of a fucking head case he is and how much it could just like, you know, and as quick as Antonio Brown's back in the league, he could just disappear just as quickly. That's true. And their bye week is week 13. I'm going to fucking write a, I'm going to write a blog tomorrow saying how you need to fucking go get Antonio Brown. And I feel like he's not available. Like he's, he's got to be gone in almost every league now. Oh, oh! From picking him up free agency, he's definitely gone. But make a fucking trade for him. I was trying to trade um, in a league with him all day. So you would trade? So like, I just want to. I, I want to try to see what kind of value you you would want to give up for an Antonio Brown. Are you trading for him as if he's a wide receiver one right now? Like, okay, yeah. I'm. I'm not like. I'm not gonna go. So, perfect example. I'm not gonna trade like Zeke for him. But like I would do a deal like uh, Montgomery yeah. and like a low end wide receiver too. Like like I don't know, like Montgomery and uh Robbie Anderson for Antonio Brown. I know that probably sounds like a lot now, but by the end of the year I think that's trade's gonna the Antonio Brown side will be. So what about like a, let me think of like a low end running back one. Like would you give up a James Conner maybe or Really, really, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not in the same boat with you. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'll, well, I'll, maybe I'll be late to the. I'll be too late uh, to the party for that. But I'm just. I'm a little hesitant. Uh, 
giving up high high and it all depends like that yeah. it depends on what you have i mean if you have if you're stacked at running back sure you're going to go out and you're going to get you, yeah. you can afford that move if your running backs are James Robinson and Michael Brown, you're not going to trade James Robinson for Antonio Brown and just be stuck with these backups, these second strain, you know, Adrian Peterson's your RB1, you got a problem. But it's all it's all perspective. It's all the situation you're dealing with in the moment with your roster. And that's what we're here for, baby. Run it by us. Hit us up in the DMs at Grand Central Fan on Twitter. We're always there to help. You know, tips are appreciated. My PayPal is in the bio. Um, you already know the you already know the fucking deal. Um, is yeah, that that's all, it. Is that I all just want to uh, I want to touch on the Antonio Brown situation and uh, see where your mind was at on that. But uh, let me just um, hey, as always shout out to Mr. our Big followers. Um, shout out to our new followers. Thank you for coming to us and following us and you know listening to us checking out our blogs. Uh, we appreciate it to all of our day one followers. Everyone else. Thank you for the love and support. Thank you, as always, for trusting us with your lineups. Uh, we always do it in the best interest for you guys, and we hit a majority of the time. Uh, we are very appreciative of you guys coming to us. Uh, we're at just over 2,900 followers. Uh, we're going to get to 3,000 by before Sunday this week, um, and that means a lot to us. But just because we're getting bigger doesn't mean you guys will be less appreciated. Uh, we're always there for you. You know the deal. Fucking DM us, tweet at us, but you know DM uh, DM us. We get back to you quicker, and uh, you know we're still gonna get back to you. It's all love, baby. We got this. We're never going mainstream. We're here for you. We're starting from the, the bottom. We're keeping the fam insulated, baby. We're keeping the fam insulated from the mainstream. We're getting blocked oh, from yeah, every bro, major fantasy podcast. We ain't here every to be Every major friends, fantasy bro. podcast and Patreon. We're not. We're only we're only here for our followers. And and with that being said, we're fucking out of here, baby. Good luck, guys. <laughs>